All right, guys, um, welcome back to the BDJ 101 Storing Podcast. This is episode 12, and today we have a very, very special guest, Fernando Pin- Pini. Piscini? Piscini. Piscini. See, I'm getting confused already <laughs> before we start. Piscini. I keep saying pe- uh, Panisi, which is a, a, like a deli here somewhere. So. Piscini, yeah. Um, again, joined by Eduardo Diaz. He's a um, fourth degree... Um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt, I'm Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt, and also Fernando here is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt and Black Belt in Judo also, and, um, you know, going to be soon a uh, instructor with his own Gaha gym as well, so that's something that's super interesting, but, like, something that we always kind of, like, start with everybody is just introduce yourself a little bit, your background, what you do for work, or what you have done for work before, um, and yeah, just talk a little bit about yourself and where you kind of like got introduced to jiu-jitsu or judo. Like but if you want to tell your name correctly, you can <laughs> do it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, yeah, my name is Fernando Piscini. <laughs> yeah, so like Anton was saying, I'm a black belt in judo first and then I got my black belt in jiu-jitsu. I'm from Brazil. I've been living in Australia for about five years now. Yeah. Been training with Eduardo since since I got here. Was it the first gym that I that I've been to here in Australia? We're gonna talk more about that later. It was the second one. Yeah, but since since I got here, I've been training with Eduardo, and yeah, it's been really nice to <coughs> Eduardo as well. Um, in terms of like, so let's just go like, so you have like a sports and science degree as well, like in yes, yeah, I have, I have my degree in sport and science. Yeah. Yeah. But Fernando, when actually you started training, like you mm. said, you mentioned that you were first uh, judo black belt. When you actually start training judo, what age were you? Um, where was it? Was that in like in your hometown? Um, no, yeah, yeah I, st- I started training judo because of my dad. My dad was a was a judo guy, yeah. so he trained up to his brown belt when he was in school. And when someone moved to my to my country, my my home my hometown, countryside, small yeah. countryside town. And started teaching judo. My dad just got me straight away. That was 1992. Yeah. I was about 10 years old. Yeah, so this when I started judo. And then it was in 1997, I moved South Brazil uh, to a bigger city to do my high school. Yeah. And to, to give the, my judo that step up. Because coming from a small, kind of small town, there was not much people to train with. Yeah. So going to this big city is when I, my, my judo got in that the next level, training a big team, competing all over Brazil. How old were you at the time? So you started at about 10? About 10, and then I moved and was about 15. Okay. Yeah, to do my high school. Like a boarding school almost, or something like that? Or? No, it wasn't a boarding school. I just you went to still live. drive? No, I went to live by myself. It was 1,000 kilometers from, from my parents. My dad just sent me away, you know, just so how, go away. How, where were you living, like, in your own apartment? Or yeah, something? yeah, on my apartment. You know, my, my dad was, was providing everything to me, paying all, yeah. paying all my bills. So the only thing I had to do is go to school and train judo. So, but I think the most important thing here was judo. Because like you're saying, like, oh, you went to live by yourself in your own mm. apartment. Yes, my dad, like, he said, no, you can go. Many bad things could happen mm-hmm. with a 15-year-old living by itself in an apartment in a big city. Mm-hmm. But I think judo was so that's a, a, yeah, was yeah. really important. Has an important role because I was so into judo and yeah, training yeah. judo and being healthy to to compete. I never got into any troubles. Mm-hmm. Never wanted to go and party and you know always focus on judo and being a 
Like yeah. an athlete, being an athlete. Being yeah. an athlete. Were yeah. you were you able to look after yourself already at fifteen, like cooking yourself and doing all this yeah, stuff? Or yeah, something? yeah, 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 yeah. Most, most, what were you I making? Know, the way I was raised, ah, yeah. everything. Everything. Right? Yeah, yeah, the way the way my dad raised me was we were like pretty self sufficient. Sufficient. Yeah. So when and and money wasn't you know we didn't have a bottle of money so we had to do our cleaning yeah. do our cooking everything. Yeah. But and again, judo also helped a lot because I have like all my my. My friends, my parents' friends from judo, okay. they were all oh, helped me, oh, right. looking yeah. after me. Yeah. So, and I was, yeah, I was, was a nice boy. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> and other, um, like judo in Brazil, like for people that don't know, like judo uh, was absolutely massive, right? Like as a extra school activity, every school basically had judo. I've done it like since I was five years old. Um, every club has jiu-jitsu. Even soccer clubs had great jiu-jitsu. Oh, even jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu. Yeah, sorry, judo, judo. Sorry, so sorry, guys, judo. So judo was massive in Brazil much before jiu-jitsu. Every school, every after school, every club, everything had judo. All the parents, my parents also done judo himself. So there was a very... Um, uh, everywhere you find Strong people... Strong history that, of, ju- of judo. Massive, yeah. massive. Yeah. And... Um, I know, I know. Actually, you also taught in a high school. You taught judo in a high school. You mentioned to me that from kindergarten to to high school, yeah, all, all ages. Uh, and I remember I used to love training at that age, like judo. I love it. There was so uh, judo had such a, a structure of uh, values as well. You know what I mean? Of respect and uh, make you feel, make you a better citizen as well. Make you. Uh, you know, respect every other kid and etc. Like, what was your vision in Brazil at that time? Because what I can see, there was at that time, like the, everyone that stepped into jiu-jitsu, right? There were already like at least, let's say 70% of people at that time that stepped to jiu-jitsu had experience in judo. And majority of these guys actually accomplished a black belt in judo. Right. So, what was your view at that time? Like, you know, everyone doing judo, and some people. Well, where was the transition time that people start doing jiu-jitsu? And and there was a great uh, judo completes jiu-jitsu in a way. Like, you know, you have strong grips, you have um, great takedowns with the start of jiu-jitsu competition, and he's standing up. So, what was the your view at that time? Like you seen that uh, at the beginning, you said that judo was massive because you. Judo is massive in Brazil. Still is. Yeah, yeah. Still is massive. Well, we just finished the Olympics, and I think Brazil got two two medals in the Olympics. Always medals. It's the, ma- it's, the, it's, the, it's the major sport in medals in Brazil. It's yeah. judo. Yeah. It's not football. It's not any other sport. Judo got the biggest number of medals mm-hmm. from Brazil. And I, I think judo is, is really strong in Brazil, and it's really old because of the uh, Japanese migration. Yeah. yeah. After the first war, there was a massive migration to Brazil, so all the Japanese went there, and then we have the biggest population of Japanese outside Japan. Japan okay. yeah. So judo was always there, and what, what, what you say? So I started I started training my, my judo uh, just because of my, my dad, but with the time I was I started training jujitsu like once in a while. I think those that happened with the majority of people that migrate to. You know, judo to jiu-jitsu yeah we were just going to improve our ground game yeah yeah doing a couple of classes you know just to improve our ground game here and there but i think there's a big difference in in judo and jiu-jitsu judo coming from from the japanese culture like you said is something way more like 
what's the word restrict no uh, structure strict structure yeah, strict serious, yeah. yeah so way more serious so it's, it's that kind of uh, oriental philosophy that you know you kind of have to be a samurai the way yeah, you yeah. behave on the mats and and then you start training jiu-jitsu and jiu-jitsu is more in the brazilian way yeah. so way more relaxed so when you start and then you start doing improving your 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 ground game and then you I don't know, you're just getting stuck Man, I have, love I have, yeah. and, and then you, you just change for something that's it's more like you than, than, than the other something one. Yeah, a bit yeah. different. Man, I have very similar stories about like rugby. Like I went and played rugby for a long time and did all this stuff and I did jiu-jitsu as like an extra thing to like improve my rugby and be grappling and all. But man, you, it's such a like such an interesting endeavor that's so like unique and artistic and you know there's your own spin on it. it's not so restricted and stuff like that it's so enticing and addictive for people to like there's so many people that i know that were like really good afl athletes that ended up going into mma because of jiu-jitsu or guys that were good at this or good at that or good at boxing and they transitioned to jiu-jitsu and it's because it's so unique and so like self-explorative and like you know you're creative creative as well and there's so many different aspects and how it like yeah it just helps you kind of like learn about yourself and learn about life and stuff like that's really important one really important aspect i think is the social aspect of jiu-jitsu yeah yeah. that you don't find any other martial arts you know the way you become friends with people from jiu-jitsu is different the way you know in the other martial arts so i think that's why people get addicted to jiu-jitsu they want to train jiu-jitsu more i don't know it's 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 hard to explain but Mm. but feel like force was natural for me you know was what i wasn't i didn't want to move to jiu-jitsu but it was naturally happening so i think like with like what he's mentioning about that massive difference in like culture of like the japanese kind of um style particularly most most martial arts that um kind of became popular all came from that japanese structure like whether it was karate action karate or this and this and this now the reason I think that is, is because when you behave that way, when everything is so disciplined and so strict, you get good results. Yeah. Like as much as it might not be fun, it might not be enjoyable, man. This type of like militant style, samurai style, mm. there's no there's no changing, there's no, uh, you know, accommodating for anything. It's this way or it's nothing brings results. Now, it's not always fun or enjoyable for everyone, but man, being strict and sharp and to the point, this is how it is and that's it brings high quality stuff man it doesn't matter what it's what it's in whether it's making ramen noodles whether it's making dumplings or whether it's teaching people how to throw people to the ground or sumo wrestling or whatever when you have this strict militant attitude where you don't accept anything but the best you get the best results and i think that's what made most of those martial arts popular but for most people it's very difficult to kind of maintain that discipline exactly you know what i mean but jiu-jitsu had both actually when you think about that jiu-jitsu offered that that like a lot of like right at the beginning not, people defend the their flagship level. of jiu-jitsu yeah, yeah. like it would be a real fight you know what i mean to defend jiu-jitsu against yeah. other martial, martial styles arts, yeah, or even that. like oh we like the same girls the guy would call your coach and you have man you have a fight tomorrow at three organizing a fight. it happened yeah, to yeah. me it happened to me like yeah. it's and that was the way to that was the way to go uh and be uh, how you say a professional like we're not, not no one's a coward like look yeah, yeah. three o'clock your coach like this is happening we're not gonna I'm not gonna get you from behind or anything this is happening we're gonna close the doors and it used to happen so there was this seriousness about it 
but it was also with the Brazilian lifestyle, which was always like everyone go to the beach, finish training, go have a beer or, or have watch a game, soccer game. Mm-hmm. There was this uh, camaraderie <laughs> to the highest level, I think, mm-hmm. that made it so attractive. And it still is like, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's I an amazing lifestyle. That culture has been passed through all of jiu-jitsu because, like he's saying, the, the way it started and the attitude or the culture that was ingrained into jiu-jitsu. Look, I don't think it's got the same like moral, like honorable kind of attitude as as um uh uh judo and karate and stuff like that but but like also like yeah we've talked about this before on other podcasts is like man at the baseline of everything what makes things effective is reality all right why was judo so effective well it was designed for samurais to throw other people to the ground and stab them in the neck with a sword or whatever or to kill people on the battlefield in full armor like everything that is effective in terms of martial arts comes from real violence if there wasn't real violence, it never would have been good. It wouldn't have been effective. And the way Brazilian jiu-jitsu became effective was guys, like you're saying, like these street guys or jiu-jitsu clubs. Challenges. Kind of, yeah, challenges. Challenges. Like, oh, yeah. Kind of like having wars against each other to, to prove who's the best True. guy or who's the best gym or who's the best association of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And, an hour, and, and the thing was purely based on street defense or self-defense and that's why it's been so effective in mma in self-defense and all this stuff because that's where it was created it was created literally i'm a hundred and you know a hundred kilo guy and you're a 65 kilo guy yeah. no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> not today not today it used to be man and the was like, 108 but right now I'm maybe like 101 99 but anyway the thing is is like you know, Hilio Gracie would go and fight, you know, Japanese guys, boxers and all these things that, what, 135 pounds or whatever, like 60 kilos or 62 kilos or something. Like, man, the guy's going, all right, I'm going to test the things that I'm learning and understanding against how good you are and how much power you have and everything. And they learn through learning judo and all these different things and having other people come there and challenge them and do all this stuff. They learn how to be effective in defense of themselves, self-defense. I can survive against a guy 50 kilos heavier than me. I can survive and protect myself or choke unconscious and beat the guy that's bigger than me, learning how to use my body and the techniques of jiu-jitsu and maneuvering myself like at 50 kilos less. Now, it took him an hour and a half. He was never going to knock somebody out in one punch or anything like that. You know, they, they would fight for three hours sometimes, but that's the reality. And it's not beautiful and it's not amazing and it's not spectacular, but that's reality it's and effective. that's what works. Yeah, it's yeah. effective. Yeah, yeah but... But for me, the, I think the, the transition. So I never stopped like training judo to only train jujitsu. Mm. Always like was connected to both. But for me, the transition was uh, was after I got my my black belt in judo. I got my black belt in judo in two thousand three. How old were you at the time? Oh, I'm old, so it's, you know. <laughs> Uh, but it was, I think it was second year of university. Yeah. I was probably around 20, 20, 21 years old. Yeah, but that's, man, that's super young to get a black belt and anything. Man. Yeah, so the, I started really early. So. so you so you trained judo for maybe like 12 years, 13 years, something like that? Well, 10 years? To get my black belt? Yeah, yeah. 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 In years. judo, this is a very common age because it was so intrinsic in the culture that people start super early. Yeah. So in judo, like you're 21, 22, like it's normal, it's like where the athlete in judo okay. gets it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said in Brazil, that because judo is all in the kindergarten school, so you you all, you usually you start early, mm. and so yeah, it's not it's not it's very common like to 
to get a black belt around Early, yeah. yeah early. But, man, not everyone's getting a black belt. How many people started jiu-jitsu and quit? Uh, sorry, not jiu-jitsu, judo. You know what I mean? Like, how sure. many people... Man, yeah. It's still not common to be a black belt in anything. Like, 10 years of dedication to anything is oh, unique, man. That's 100%. impressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, yeah, after... 2003 was when I, when I got my black belt in, in, in judo. Is when I started, like, training judo, like, uh, jiu-jitsu every day. Mm-hmm. Because before, I was like I said, I was just doing one class like, here and there just to improve my ground game. In 2003, I started training jiu-jitsu like every day. So you stopped the judo a little no, bit? No, I was training, keep train, both. Yeah, training both. And I started competing both. Uh, and then in 2004, I got my blue belt in jiu-jitsu. 2005, I went to live in the U.S. I went to live in Boston. And first thing I done when I got there, I was just trying to find a place to train, right? And I had a jiu-jitsu gym couple blocks from home and then the closest judo gym uh, it, it, it was uh jimmy pedro's gym you know you guys know jimmy pedro he's a legend in u.s judo, in judo yeah, yeah yeah olympic medalist Olymp- yeah, yeah so but his Perfect. gym was like two hours from where i was okay, leaving okay. you know i went once it's like no nah, that's too far it's not yeah it's too far not realistic to go and then jiu-jitsu was just there and then i started training jiu-jitsu like every like every only jiu-jitsu for for a year and then I went to the Pan American Games, got a third place in Pan Americas. I won a few tournaments in in US. And then when I got back to Brazil next year, I think the first month was that I got invited to, to compete in a judo tournament. And I had this big injury in my shoulder, which made me afraid of falling. So for a while, judo was kind of was kind of hard for me because I was afraid to fall and get injured again. So and then when I just start training jiu-jitsu, and then jiu-jitsu became the main so you got injured in that tournament yeah i got okay. injured in the tournament yeah it was uh it was a south american university games or something like that and then i fell on my shoulder i got a big dislocation so for i, I stopped training everything for a year yeah but when i got back like i said i was afraid of fall so i was just training jiu-jitsu. on the ground just jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu Nirwaza. And, Nirwaza. Yeah. and then it was yeah and then jiu-jitsu <clears throat> got me mm. <laughs> but um the funny thing like I was just thinking right now, like, judo was actually a curriculum in my universe. You could pick judo as a, as a subject to do it. Like, and it will be, like, a part of your uh, course. And my course has nothing to do with, like, sports physiologists. That was how judo was uh, inside the society in Brazil. Or it is inside the society. Yeah, still it is, man. I know because jiu-jitsu is, is growing so much at the moment, especially in Brazil. I think the Brazilians kind of embrace that as a as a Brazilian martial art. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of taking over judo now, but it's, but it's still massive. Right? Is it something else? Like it, for me, it's interesting just to learn about like the the cultural history of kind of like Brazil as well. But like with this massive migration of like Japanese immigrants and stuff like that in into Brazil, is there like certain other cultural things that you can see like in the Brazilian culture now because of that introduction of like Japanese culture into the the, the love country. for Japanese restaurants, <laughs> yeah. like the everywhere, food, yeah, the food, food yeah. everywhere, which is one of the. I'm married to a Japanese yeah, yeah. girl, so <laughs> <laughs> that's another one. That's another one. Excellent, Fernando. Good point. Um, well, I think the food is the biggest one, that right? You can see, like all the time. Yeah, you just like everyone. Brazilians love Japanese sushi, food. Yeah, love it. Love it. And one thing is amazing about the Brazilian vision about Jap- Brazilians. They they think Japanese people are next level people the respect that yeah. the brazilian people has for the for the japanese it's amazing you know yeah. 
uh, I don't know, you, you want, when you see a Japanese guy in Brazil, you always, as a Brazilian, you always think that guy is smart, that yes. guy is, you know, is a doctor, yeah, he's, he's an engineer, he's, he's, he's really, Super humble, really respectful. respectful. Yeah. And I think that's why judo was so good, uh, get this, this door open for kids, because everyone wants to get their kids doing the Japanese. That cultural that kind of culture, attitude. And, and, and very well morals on it. Yeah, yeah. So. Man, that's interesting. Yes, it is very good. That's interesting that that's like one of the reasons that like drove the popularity for judo in Brazil, yeah. like that they wanted to instill these behaviors and ideas into their kids and stuff. Mm, very good point. Very good point. But Fernando, so in your opinion, like I, I, I found this uh, description once, like judo, the aim of judo is the perfect takedown, right? You get the ippon, you finish. Jiu-jitsu, the takedown... Um, is the beginning of the fight you score two points and you carry on to the per- to the submission to a submission someone tap all right yeah. so in your view what are the main differences between both like in terms of like um even in a competition scene you know like i remember one time we having this conversation before uh or in regards grading we had this conversation before uh and you said to me man in a in a judo comp if someone takes that sh- get, go get changed in the middle of the stadium, he'll get disqualified, for example. Yeah, not disqualified, but I've seen that happening many times in judo tournament. Like, for example, you finish your fight, you know, and you go and you take your gi just to get some air, and even someone just calls your name on the microphone for the whole, everyone to listen. They call your name, say, hey, Fernando, could you please tie your, tie your gi, tie your belt? It's not your it's not your house, not your living room. It's the discipline. I think the main difference will be the, the philosophy. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. discipline. Uh that that's the main difference. And of course there is the difference between the rules and everything. In my in my view, judo and jiu-jitsu, they're exactly the same sport. As you guys know, who created ju- judo was Kano in Japan. And then one of his students, uh Maeda, went to Brazil. And then he taught the Gracie family. We, then they create the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So actually, it's just only an extension. It's, it's extension. It's only one thing. It's a fusion, I think. Exactly. Yeah. But the rules applied to them make them completely different. Mm-hmm. So they're the same sport, completely different rules. Because in judo, you have all the stand-up mm-hmm. game, and you also have the ground game. Different rules, but you have the ground game. Mm-hmm. And in Jiu-Jitsu, same thing. You have the stand-up part, but the main part is the ground game. So, but I believe just the rules make them the sport completely different, and and I think judo being an Olympic sport, all this structure ah. that comes behind, you have the the government support, you you know, uh, I think makes judo a little bit more organized mm-hmm. than jiu-jitsu nowadays. Mm-hmm. I think jiu-jitsu is, is picking up, like, but judo, judo is still I think have more structure. And discipline involved than than Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but I think I don't know. I I like the way I like to is to mix both. This is what I'm planning to do in my new gym is just teach Judo and Jiu-Jitsu together, you know, mm-hmm. without separating them and making two different things. You know, teaching them together, and you can use the past of the Japanese philosophy with the past of the Jiu-Jitsu philosophy, getting them together, and mm-hmm. then makes one, make one good thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, but they, they go I think this mix is is. It's perfect, you know what I mean? Yeah. This mix, like, 
with such certain values that you have more um, traditional, like traditional kind of that you have from judo. You know what I mean? And the laid back, you know, social aspect that you have more into jiu-jitsu. This fusion is where I think that you is can the perfect get the best balance aspects from from both. Of, yeah, you know, and combine them. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's something that you can talk about to do with the professional. Um, it's not corporate, but just like the 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 kind of um, what do you call it, the organization like scenario to do with judo versus jiu-jitsu. So jiu-jitsu is probably one of the most diverse kind of sports in terms of like um, federations. There's man, there's ten thousand federations. Yeah. There's this federation, this one. You're a world champion. This one, world champion. That one. It's almost a little bit like boxing. There's like four yeah. different major things, and they all give different belts and. Oh, he's a world champion here and there and that and like funnily enough the, the best guys are winning all of them there's no yeah. involvement from the government yeah there's no involvement the- from the government so there's no like structured scenario like yeah. you're saying with judo and stuff like that and it's good and bad like I, I see a lot of people complaining or talking about judo online and stuff like that about how like oh you know it's not fair because this guy is you know friends with these gyms yeah there's a little yeah. there's a little bit more of a political issue with the judo stuff a lot of the time which is the negative thing but there's a lot of positives that come out of you know giving way more people opportunity to go and compete and it's way more structured in in a way to like all right you're the best guys in the country and you're going to go and there's fight a team and, they fight all yeah, over yeah. the world yeah working together with other people and stuff like that so yeah. i see like the positives and negatives of that aspect and then the positives and negatives of like the um kind of like just the sports jujitsu kind of mm. scenario where there's no like federation or government situation or anything where you're competing for your country. You're competing at, for yourself as an individual, and that's great. But a lot of the times, it's hard to, for me to, you know, for me particularly to find good training partners to find people on the same level and, you know, f- you know, continually build your level. You yeah. have to figure out how to do that on your own. Yeah. Um, but you can go and fight wherever you want. You can earn money or in all yeah. these different there's situations. More comps, there's man. more comps and there's more opportunity to go and compete and win and do all this stuff if you can get the money to go and compete. Um, but yeah, I think for a lot of um, like people that are in jiu-jitsu that are starting off competing, man, it's difficult. Like you can't go anywhere, particularly if you're in an isolated area like in, in Australia. Like, mm-hmm. man, you have to start off paying your own flights and you have to start off paying your own competitions. And yeah, man, I think that's... Jiu-jitsu is expensive. You know Absolutely. I mean? Jiu-jitsu is not a sport for everybody. It's expensive to compete in. It's expensive to train. Especially because you're going and you're competing and even the money you're getting sometimes not going to even pay your expenses. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like it's not the prices are not big, you know. You like, just yeah. cut breaking even all the time. Huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, why we judo? Because of the structure. <clears throat> if you win like a state championship, yeah. the state confederation will pay you to go and fight the national. Yeah. And if you win the national, the country, the, the confederation, national confederation will pay you to go to the world. So you don't yeah. take money out of your pocket. Mm. Even the camps, like if you're on the national team, they'll go for camps. They'll go all, you know over, the they'll all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Why jiu-jitsu? Like, yeah. you, like you said, you don't have that structure, so you, you got to do it by yourself. Exactly. But the, in a way, it keeps you free yeah. to do way more things outside of that structure. You know, yeah. like those tournaments, they're doing like matching fights yeah. and doing like big prizes. That doesn't happen in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's happening in jiu-jitsu. A lot yeah. of people are making a living out of just competing for those tournaments, you know? Yeah, I think, I just, I just think it's funny, like this, like even what we're talking about now is like most people are just so, um, 
like certain that, you know, this is the right way and that's the bad way. But man, like everything you have to look at is there's positives and negatives to everything. Yeah. You know, there's the good things about the jujitsu structure True. and everything and the bad things. And there's the good things about, you know, other True. martial arts and other sports. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with in general, just like recognizing man, <laughs> there's no perfect scenario. Everything you're going to have something you're unhappy with. Yeah. You, know I mean? you, you, gotta, can... you gotta find something that makes you happy. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, some some people say, like, "Oh, jujitsu is the best self defense." Mm. And you can, but for some people, jujitsu is not gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's something else. Maybe yeah, I don't yeah. know. Karate will be yeah, fun. Yeah. Kickboxing. Or something. Whatever, you, yeah. you know. And yeah. You gotta find. Them. Yeah. There's they're different, but you gotta be happy. It just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just depends what you want to do, man. Like every everything has its place and has its situation and has its mechanic, but you just need to understand what that is and then you know put yourself into that if you want to but man there's no people are always we've talked about this before on other things too like people are always looking for this like one stop shop like this one thing that's going to answer all my problems or all my questions or all my issues like man there's nothing that exists like that in the planet man there's not one person that's perfect there's not one thing that's perfect everything has the really great awesome things about it and really negative things about it you know what i mean and yeah So Fernando, um, I'll, uh, the funny. I wanna. This is a another funny story. Um, before you you found uh, Z and Ga, Gaha and start training with us, um, please don't tell the names. You know what I mean. That's not no, the that's point not, here. Yeah. I think it's more important is the the story. Um, we. <laughs> We know, like, Australia is super far away from the world. I, I was one of the first black belts here in Australia. Uh, definitely, like, yeah, probably one or two. Uh, first full-time gym in Brisbane, 100%. And I realized that how, once you're too far away from the world, people can come with explanations that they don't have no, um, that they're not very, they're not the true, you know what I mean? They're not the truth. They're not, like, They're not where they came from, or they just make it up stories. And people, because of the lack of information, they just go with it, you know. Yeah. And and that goes for also like there was people that wasn't so qualified to do the job, or they haven't got taught jujitsu by some people that knew jujitsu or knew the values of jujitsu. So it gets completely um, diluted. The quality, everything is completely like it's for a Brazilian. This is unacceptable. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's like. It's like you show a rugby to to an Aussie guy and completely different. You go, man, oh my God, what are you talking about? You know, like, yeah. um, and the, the, yeah, just tell us how was this uh, <laughs> no, this situation because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, so when I first got here, so I, I lived in the US, like I said before, and I also live in New Zealand. And those two countries, first thing I done when I got there, the first thing mm. was to try to find a place to train. You know, so I was really lucky in the States to find a nice place. I was really lucky in New Zealand to find a nice place to train. And at first, you know, mm. first place I went was the place I stayed for, for a long time training. And I thought we'd be having this same thing here in Australia. So I, I, where I was living, I, I Googled it and I found this place close to home. I was like, oh, perfect. I was just going to go there. And then I went down in the evening and there was just a, like a beginner's training going on. <clears throat> And I was introducing myself to the lady on the front desk, and I was saying that I was a black belt in judo and jiu-jitsu that I've arrived from Brazil like a week before. And then she said, oh, this is not a training for you. This is just beginners, so you need to come back tomorrow. Tomorrow be an instructor's trainer. So that be a high level, so come back tomorrow, midday, and you're going to be fine. Next day, 
I get my gear, everything, and I go. I go to the place to train. And I get there. There was three black belts on the mat and a few purple belts and blue belts. And I was like, all right, nice. You got even some black belts here, right? Man, when I went inside to the locker room and got back, two of the black belts, they left. They see, they, they were with the gi, the belts tied. They were on the mats, ready to train. When they saw a black belt coming from Brazil, they left. They just left. When I got back, there was no one there. Man, that's... And I don't know if they were afraid of me, think, thinking I was a big shot from Brazil, or... But like you said, man, like, if you, uh, if you come from a place that you, you, you train with everyone, you, you know, uh, and... What a great opportunity, man. You have someone coming from you. a Brazilian black belt from Brazil. It's not that I'm the best in the world, but I'm just arriving from Brazil. You have the opportunity to train with someone like that and you just leave because you are afraid of, I don't know, show your technique or... Yeah, man, but that was, that was, that was, that was dodgy. <laughs> I was expecting to train. And yeah, at the, at the end, I ended up training just with some... some. Or you were a black belt at the time that you went there. Yeah, yeah, it was a black belt, yeah. And then I ended up training with the blue belts and all the white belts. And yeah, and I got really disappointed because, you know, uh, I used to be in the same situation that you were training in a gym and someone suddenly some black belt shows up and was, you don't know if it's a good or bad, but... You want to try? Yeah, oh man, yeah. that that feeling is amazing. Yeah, Have yeah. someone different, you know, a yeah. high level guy, different, different techniques. Coming, you know, doesn't matter if you're gonna get smashed or not. Mm -hmm. But you just want to try. You don't, you don't go home, you know. And you stay and get smashed if, <laughs> if it's the case, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I got really disappointed. So next day, I googled it again, and I found Gaha. And I, I think I sent you an email. You say, hey, Eduardo, I'm, I'm from Brazil. I just got here. I want to train. And then it's like, here we go again. We need to find another, uh, I need to find a place to train. And then I, I came here to Gaha. And then you guys just smashed me. <laughs> Gave me a hard time. Uh, I don't remember And that. then I was like, all right. So they have a lot to teach me here. So I will stay here. And then be training I with you guys. training the first time. You remember? I had, a, I had a knee injury, I remember. I'm pretty sure you were like scared of me. Like, ah, yeah, I was so scared. I was going to smash me. And left this <laughs> no, but good, good that you stay, man. Good that you stay. Yeah. I, you know, I respect you guys for staying and facing me. It's super hard challenge. <laughs> I, I never, I never had like this type of story. Like the anything, the closest, the closest thing to that is I remember when I first started jujitsu in um, South Australia. That like at the gym there, I was training like just like a couple silly stories where like there was guys that would just you know, you know, maybe white belt, maybe just getting their blue belt, trying to open gyms and stuff like that. While like and and it was causing a lot of conflict within the gym and stuff like that. I remember like certain guys that didn't really know jiu-jitsu at all weren't very good at it at all and like just like all right i got a blue belt now i'm gonna open a gym and like the instructor's going like man what are you doing dude like you don't you can't teach people and stuff like that and they're like all right well i'm gonna leave and they're gonna open their gym as a blue belt and things like that and man yeah. i did a declaration here on a magazine because when i arrived here i was um you know it was like something they had a magazine i forgot the name right now grappling something or yeah, jutsu, yeah. I can't remember. But they, they did like photo shootings, you know, show a technique because they yeah. have like these guys, you know, and it might be my profile. And um, they, I remember saying something, there was an interview as well. There was a few, right? There was an interview as well. And um, I said that like, oh, 
I don't, I don't understand because at that time it was just a guy. It was a, that was me teaching full time, right? And there was a purple belt guy that received his belt because he went to seminars, right? Never had a coach, like <laughs> right? Which for me is already like, like I completely disagree with that. Okay, but um, anyway, that's not my my business. My business is to grade people that are with me. You know what I mean? Like my students. That's all I care. So. But I said on that magazine, I said on the interview, I said, I cannot understand why someone would train with a purple belt rather than train with a black belt. You know, because in Brazil, to have a gym as a purple belt, that's a crime. Like, it is a crime, you know what I mean? Like, you not have the diploma, you know what I mean? No, you're not, not a yeah, professor. Yeah, not, yeah. And, and like, but here we're too far away from the world, you know what I mean? Like, and then people go, oh, but there wasn't any... But I still... And a lot of, not a lot of people, but the guy himself got super offended. You know what I mean? Like, but it wasn't a, a personal attack to him. There was a personal attack. What I believe, like, you know, like it's the same as you have a guy first year studying university as for the engineer signing up on doing a building is exactly the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or a doctor first year, like university being in the hospital, signing up things, you know, giving prescriptions. So yeah, it's that, that's one bad thing about you don't have that structure that we were talking about before about federations yeah. something to you know to watch those those guys because but you watch it opening a gym yes. you watch every Brazilian guy's story and here wasn't different like every Brazilian guy that has been brought in the set, in the right values mm-hmm. right what will happen man a guy started to help it helps at the gym you know helps the kids class a little bit you know what I mean and as he provides he come up with the ranks At brown belt level, the guy started to take a little bit of the classes himself, you know what I mean? Under your guidance, supervision, blah, blah, blah. But it's not like, oh, I'm going to go blue belt, purple belt, open my gym and tell you what, start grading people. You know, this is bonkers, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's not, it's, and it's not, it's not just, just to, to know the technique and show the technique. It's, There's more things involved in being, being an instructor. Exactly. You know? like, exactly. Like I was saying, when I, when, I was, when I was looking to get my degree in sport and science, that, 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 that's the vision I had, you know? I wanted to learn things to make me become a better athlete and a better teach, teacher, you know? So physiology, psychology, all those things that you learn at uni- sport and science university, you're going to make you better. You're going to find ways to prepare yourself. To, you're going to be educator. Mm. At, at the end... You were a teacher. You were teaching someone, you know, not just the technique. You need to teach more than that. Jiu-Jitsu, like we were saying, involves way more than just choking people out. Yeah, for sure. So you gotta, you gotta be prepared. You can't be just, you know, decide one day, all right, I'm instructor. So, okay, let's, let's choke people yeah, out no matter what, some arms. No, no matter what belt level you are, a lot, of, a lot of the best athletes don't even make good coaches. Man. Exactly. Coaching, True. we've talked about this True. on other In every podcasts. sport. Like every, everything. Like Never coaching sport. is a skill. Te- yeah. Transferring your information yeah. to another human being is difficult. Yeah. True. And figuring out how to do that with different people and different attitudes yeah. and different... Man, it's a difficult scenario. And yeah. you have to... So it's a new skill. Yeah, yeah, it's a new skill that you're learning to get good at. And like um, like anything, there's, there's always like two sides of it because you got to explain all the mentality and the concepts and, and how to kind of approach things but then you also got to translate the physical skill of this movement and being able to hold your body in this posture and do these structures and blah 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 like you know what I mean like like anything like yoga you got to be able to 
explain why it's good for your personality and why it's good for you as a person to do all this stuff mentally and what the physical part of the postures and stretches are good for. You know, it helps with your joints and it helps with this. There's always two sides to approaching everything. You coming to yoga this Thursday? And you got to cover both. And I've been do- I've been doing it myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, online, online yoga, yeah. online yoga. This, this is something I'm that I, this morning. Yeah, good, good. Uh, I've I've been doing that online, but um, the uh the thing that I wanted to talk about to do with like um like you're talking about the structure with judo, like do they have like a belt system that's like founded by like a governing body? Because this is very very common in jujitsu that. There's a fake black belt. There's a fake this guy. There's videos where the guy gives they himself do, a brown they belt. Do much so better, they do much better. Because I haven't heard of any guys like judo instructors no, being no, a fake. You, no, you're not going to. Yeah. Because who gives you a black belt is not your instructor. It's the confederation. Okay, gives you a black I belt, see. You, know? you can get promote into a, uh, up to a brown belt by your instructor at the gym. But the black belt... Is a confederation that you give. You have to do those kata presentations. You have to show all the techniques in front of a a panel. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like all the masses, the old masses from the confederation that are watching you. Did you have it. to have any type of competition experience or anything? Yeah. Like that? So when you when, when you the way I got my black belt, mm. uh, they had a, a point system. Yeah. So when you were when as soon as you got your your brown belt, you you had to be connected to the confederation, of yeah. course. And with this point season, everything you're doing in judo, you're getting points. So if you are going to you competing, you get let's say thirty points. If you win the tournament, you get fifty. Yeah. If you attend to a, a referee seminar, you get points. Everything you do, the confederation offers you all those courses yeah. for you to do it. And you need to reach like uh, I remember for me it was six hundred points. When you reach the 600, and then you can apply to, to do your exam. exam. Yeah, to okay. do your exam. And then you and have to a, a pass your exam yeah. to get a black belt. You can fail. I remember uh, another thing that I had to give the confederation was the criminal report. Oh, okay. Saying that I was that never That's done, awesome. Never That's done awesome. anything. Yeah. So everybody that gets the judo black belt needs to show that never had any That's, problem that's... with the law. Which is amazing. I'm incorporating yeah. that one. Which is amazing. That's awesome, man. That's so true. Because That's very important. Exactly. How about all of it? Just because you don't feel. Itself. Imagine you give yeah, the black belt to someone. The system itself is 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 a much better way of promoting Do people, you... not based on opinion or like someone paying money off a seminar, like you talked yeah. about or whatever. It's like it's it's a it's a body of work. It's meritocracy. You have to do all of these things. You have to achieve this thing. You have to pass the exam. Perfect. You have to do the course for the rules. You have to do um, the seminar for the techniques. You have to enter competition. Yeah. You have to win competition. You have to blah, blah, blah. And one good, and one good thing is you you cannot get those points. And you, you have a, a minimum of three years to get those points. Yeah. So you, you, have to, you have to have a minimum of three years as a brown belt. Yeah. You know? And I've seen people, man, that was never got their black belt because they have like or they're failing to show a, a criminal report or because they're not practicing the, uh, the kata properly, properly yeah. so they, they're getting their exam they're failing they're not People, competing they're scoring not competing. points yeah. and the other thing of the point season you cannot reach those points only compete yeah you have to do other you stuff. have to do other stuff you know first aid courses the, uh, semi- the confederation seminars yeah. Rules exactly. Like you you have preparing to, a person to be a good citizen, a good coach, etc. Right, not only a competitor. You, you need to give something back to to the sport, to not just it. Yeah. So you you must referee 
be a referee in some tournaments. You must help in some to organize some tournaments. You need to be involved. System, you know, right? you give right. something back to the sport before you just take it. You know. How Because, about how about afterwards? For example, I I completely disagree with Jiu Jitsu. Like stripes get done after black belt by time, right? So here I am teaching nearly every day. You know, training every day. <laughs> And then Joe is selling cars. You know what I mean? God, his black belt's been selling cars for 10 years, but he's going to get graded just because time. But yeah. he hasn't even trained. For me, that's also... I think that that says something, something really nice. For you to get your, your stripes as a black belt, must, you just need to be alive. Just need to be alive every and get years, older. Every three years, uh, you gotta, you know, and, and after a while, you got your three stripes and you can give black belts and do yeah. whatever you want. Uh, in judo, uh, I still... Uh, In Brazil, was the same system, point systems. Even after you got your black belt, you need to reach some some number of points That's to awesome. then then get promoted. So you gotta be involved with judo, with judo yeah. the Even whole if it's time not competing, to, to it's, keep going. Yeah, as you get let, older, it's not let me call but... Carlos Grace. No, 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 <laughs> this is sounding a lot better. Yeah, I think it's fair. Right. I think, I think it is fair, but the, the problem is, is if you create these systems and stuff, people can't open the gyms they want to open. They can't make the money. Exactly. They can't have students competing. They can't like man. Every 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 time you give a guy a black belt or a, a brown belt or a purple belt, and they go and open the gym, they they get another hundred students that are going to compete at their tournament. Yeah, that's the difference like, between private and government, yeah, like in one it's, way. Right? It's all about it's all about what how it's all much, about what they're bringing in. You know, what I mean? how much the IBGF black belt diploma. I think it's $1,000, right? Just a diploma. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, like in judo, you don't, you don't pay, you know, because you've been paying the confederation and everything, mm-hmm. like, you know, the membership. And you've been doing all the work. When you become a black belt, you pass things. exam. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. just, they just give you your diploma. Stop, you know, otherwise I'm going to call. <laughs> all right. No, no, he's, no, have a chat. He's, he's going to call you guys and you're going to have a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, right? when, <laughs> when some people talk about jiu-jitsu going to the Olympics and things like that, I think, Who's gonna take a while because things like that needs to happen. Uh, you know, you need to Man, you know, I don't know. some things need to be more so legit and things like that. Yeah. And, and it needs to be easier for people from outside to see, you know, this guy got his black belt because he's done this, he's done that. This, yeah. I've seen guys that got their black belt because they're really friends with with them the instructors, you know. Yeah. The, the the wives are really good friends, so oh, I'm gonna promote you a black belt, so you were we're walking with me, so you should be a black belt. Yeah. Someone that's barely training. Yeah, you know, just takes like, one dodgy person exactly, to man. dodge it up the whole system. Easy, man. A black belt, True. it's worth a lot of money. If you are a black belt, you can open your gym. It's, it's uh, like a Yeah, you can promote it. It's, it's sad. It's sad. It's, it's sad. a very thin line between uh, commercial and martial arts. Exactly. You know? And a lot yeah, of people yeah. go to the other side. And that's why I always like to have like other other jobs, other works that I do, you know what I mean, aside from jiu-jitsu, so I can be 100% like... Um, to my uh, mindset, you know what I mean? Like follow my mindset and what I believe is right rather than try to make it yeah. more commercialized, you know? And and I hope more people, my, a lot, I know a lot of people still doing this way and I hope like we keep it going because that could be the beginning of like a terrible, you know what I mean? End of like a good oh, yeah. system as well. I think like, I think this like meritocracy thing still stands though. Like even, even like, it, look, it, it used to be, it still happens. Like, of course it still happens, but because of social media, because of everything and because of competition and stuff like, man, if you are not a good athlete, if you're not a good instructor, if you don't produce like any type of quality in jujitsu or anything, it's, it dies off eventually. It's True. not going to happen straight away, but 
the more people are aware of everything, the more it becomes popular. That all that stuff's going to die off. Agree, I mean? agree. A- eventually, it will happen. I, I, I do disagree with like um, the difference in how you can achieve things and how it's like, man. It, a, a lot of the main uh, federations of jujitsu and stuff like that. Not mentioning any names or anything. Man, they're all about how much they can get out of the athlete, not how they can give back at all. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. man, all of, all of these federations, all of these things, That's man, they've only, a lot of them have only just started giving back a little bit to the, the top athletes because man, otherwise the they're going to go somewhere else. And they only start doing after someone else that we won't want to say names, all right, but more around like Middle East, start doing something and, and give giving prizes. Something back. Yeah, giving prizes, giving, giving some type of like um financial recognition yeah recognition to the athletes that it's huh. dedicating their life huh. to the sport you yeah. know what i mean and uh, yeah and it's good it's cre- it creates like a a competition which is always good man. and who does the shows like yeah. let's be honest like the show is made by the athletes you know what yeah. i mean like so like let's what that's a you need to reward these people there they are the the the, the main actors of the show yeah, you know? usually the big like big sport leagues they dedicate like 70% of the, the whole, you know, the whole profit to pay the athletes. Yeah. And it should be like that because it's all about people that making cool. the, show. the show. It's early days though. Like even, even like if you think about a lot of different MMA organizations, that was always the biggest issue to start with because like, oh, this is, it's growing, it's exploding, it's getting bigger. But like they, it was still paying the athletes at a rate that's like, man, not, not fair or it's not reasonable or it's not whatever. And that, I think that comes with time and growth. Like, Judo as a federation or as a sport in, in this professional setting has been around way longer than jiu-jitsu, way longer. The history is so long. That's why, you know, it's a bit more serious and it's a bit, a bit more this and that. Now, I'm not saying that they're earning way more money or anything like that. Mm. I'm, I'm sure there's actually a lot of guys are earning way more money in jiu-jitsu mm. than judo. Oh, yes. I mean, yes, yes that, and that's stuff like sure. that. Yeah. Well, and, sure. and, and so there's good and bad to both, you know. True, I mean? true, like, true, true. The reason for true. like this craziness with jiu-jitsu is because people are promoting those businesses and it yes. brings more attention. Yes, and there's cops everywhere. You don't, get the same, you don't get the same attention for judo and wrestling and stuff like that. Why? Well, because it's not promoted in the same way. It's not yeah. about how much can I get out of it and this like capitalist type idea where exactly. it's just it's about not a earning business. it. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's not a business. <laughs> I think, I think jiu-jitsu, the confederations is, is run like a business, uh, which yeah. is good. Yeah, it's professional, but like yeah, both pros and pros. Yes, and pros. We'll have we'll, we'll keep getting better. You know, it's getting much better yeah. now, and it will keep getting better in a much yeah. like faster pace. You know what I mean? Because jiu-jitsu is also growing a faster for pace, sure, and this sure. comp's growing, and everyone's starting. There's always price. people doing the right thing, right? There's well, people we talk, right we talk about a lot about the people that are doing the wrong things, and yeah. but still, I think the majority are doing a really good work. Yeah, yes, it's improving yeah. overall. Yeah. I think <clears throat> so. Another. <clears throat> Talking about people that are no, doing the no, right think, thing. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> we are super glad to announce that uh, you'll be opening uh, Gaha, Gaha Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy Calandra, Calandra uh, yeah. which is, uh, well, uh, a dream come true uh, in terms of location. I know, I imagine how you feel because, like, you like surfing and um, you move to, for, like, have a lifestyle. You love judo, you love jiu-jitsu. So the combination with the location, I think it's a, an amazing venture that you, you're going right now. So just tell us a little oh, bit about man. how is it going. And Yeah, for me, it's, it's just a dream coming true, man. How we're going to have my gym, like, 
couple hundred meters from from a surfing spot. I remember so, we went out. <laughs> when I went look at the place, he's like, "Just come over here, man. Come over here." We went on like just around the corner. Look at there. Can you see the sea? I was yeah, like, "Yeah, uh, ocean, <laughs> looks good." <laughs> the ocean's bright. Yeah, man. It's just uh, I think we 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 had this this chat before about like judo, uh, jujitsu and surf, like getting getting along, getting together. Like the culture is so close exactly. Together, yeah. I think the culture in jujitsu and surf is for you like trying to be healthy, trying to be prepared for like for your next session. So when you train jujitsu, you you, you always want to be fit, want to be ready to go to your next session, roll with your friends, have fun with your friends on a mat, and surf, same thing. You want to keep healthy, you want to keep fit so you can go and have your, your next, you know, on a good day, you want to go and surf and enjoy. And and for me, I think the, the special thing about those two sports is it's you you use as an exercise, but an exercise to relax your mind. You know? They're meditative. Exactly. Yeah, so you walk there, you're sweating, you're using your strength, you're doing your, your fitness. But at the same time, you relax your mind. You know, you're bringing, you, you know, bringing calm to you. I don't know, when you're out there sitting, waiting for a wave, that you just relax in your mind, relax. Same thing happens in jiu-jitsu, man. Sometimes people think that, that happened in jiu-jitsu, you guys smash each other. But when you're in, you guys know when you're training jujitsu, your mind is just in a in a in a state that's just it's just amazing, you know. So and for me, like I was saying, my dream man can combine, finish my 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 jujitsu session, go for a jujitsu surf, you know, spending time at the beach. I think that we finally I finally got in the point in my life. <laughs> yeah. I think you, like what you're saying as well. There's like a there's a parallel in the culture a little bit as well. Like this meditative thing, but also just this very relaxed, camaraderie kind of situation where you True. you're doing a endeavor with um, you know, people that are kind of involved in the same pursuit of like the best wave or learning how to do this and control this and like, oh, like getting together yeah, with friends yeah, to yeah to do the same thing. It's Super interesting, in my opinion. I think like that's a very. Cool I think if you can combine those two, your lifestyle just is is a really healthy lifestyle. So do mentally, you know, for for man, for you know, for your mind, for your body. So I think that's yeah. I think about yeah. I think about one thing as well. Like both have this element of. So that when you're surfing, you need the wave will dictate what you maneuver you can do it. Ah, yeah, yeah. And jujitsu, the. That the other person will dictate what the best maneuver will do. And I think this is a very so you need to get out of your thinking about what you have to do and see the the external. You know what I mean on both. I think this is super like uh, like every way. Forget about your mindset for every uh, training partner will be different. Well, different as well. Yes, I know maybe a little bit heavier. You're right. Every single day will be different. So. You gotta adapt to every, you know, in every the little movie. intricacy of what's changing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to kind of change the subject back to like you know how saying like there's people doing the good thing and the bad thing. Like, um, I think we all have like some stories more to like how you're talking about people leaving the gym and things like that to do with, um, doing kind of like not the wrong thing. But I I remember this is kind of like a clear memory in my head of when I was like 14 or whatever when I started doing jujitsu, and, um. You know what I mean? Like they're like the instructors and stuff. They're doing like their best to kind of you know build those kind of values and stuff like that. But I remember like at a fourteen year old or whatever, there was like certain adult guys that would come to training hungover or whatever or been drinking, and the instructor would make them go and train with the kids that night. You know, training with the adults today, you have to train with the kids and stuff like that. 
That's even worse. It's, not, it's not worse, man. It's like a punishment. Like they're hungover, whatever. Not drunk, man. Not drunk on the map or anything. All right. Like, you know, come there, can't, you know, not being like a, a like proper You're not going to have fun today. Go with the kids. But, man, I remember like this, like guys doing, you know, stupid stuff and going out and like stories of them coming back to the gym and then being like either kicked out or told you can't train for two months because. They're getting aggressive with people out in in the city or whatever, you know, drinking and stuff like that, um, and saying, "Well, I do this, I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I'm from this gym and stuff." Like the blue belt syndrome, yeah, 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 it's yeah, called. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't hear about this stuff as much, but I think like, kind of how we're talking about this, like, kind of Mick Dojo or like people just like kind of making up or trying to open gyms as a blue belt or like, man, I remember guys that would come there from other martial arts. Because again, like, man, not so long ago, jiu-jitsu was still like this new uncertain thing in Australia. It wasn't common. People didn't know what was going on. And even when I started, probably what, like 10, 12 years ago, man, I remember like guys coming from like, like, um, you know, like ninjutsu and stuff like that backgrounds and then coming and doing a class. And like, Oh man, I'm well, coming and challenging. Yeah, I, I, I never saw people challenge. I heard I of seen, people I challenging seen. and stuff, but I had. man, I I remember guys doing that and saying like, oh, "I want to try it." It's not really a challenge; more of an Aussie kind of challenge, like not so confrontational. Like, I'm yeah, gonna challenge yeah, but, yeah. but they want to go there and you know, I mean, just a, it's a less aggressive style than the you know, like let's mm. actually fight in Brazil <laughs> on the street. See, his martial arts better. Mm. But yeah, going there and trying in the gym. And, like, not knowing what to do and, like, their way of defending things was like, grab the guy's nuts or do this. And I'm like, what are you doing? What's going on? And man, what the hell? But, yeah, man, it's just funny, funny stuff. Like, I remember talking with you a little bit about, like, this type of stuff. Like, do you have any experiences like this or, like, just, I don't know, like, instructors doing the wrong things or, like, students coming and doing the wrong things and... Oh, there's a mom and then to be honest, you know, if we start like trying to remember lots of stories yeah. will, will come out, but yeah, I remember this this Russian kid yeah. back in New Zealand, I was teaching judo mm. and this Russian this was quite a strong guy, I went to to, one, to to start watching one of the classes, mm-hmm. my judo classes, and then I was hey, how are you? Did I introduce myself? You wanna train with us? And he first thing he said to me, I'm a black belt in sambo. <laughs> yeah, I wanna fight you. I was like, oh, okay, so you you know any judo? Yeah, I'm black belt in sambo. You know, I said, but, but we're doing judo. You know anything? No, I know judo. And he said, but I want to fight you. Like, and I was like, wait, wait, you want to train with us? And at the end, we can have, you know, do some sparring, yeah? And the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but in the, his first moves, I knew he was, you know, he could, he could be that, I don't know, black belt in other martial art, I don't know, but he went to train with me. And at the end, he didn't know much, but, and so he ended up being thrown all over the mat. But, <laughs> but at the end, he was respectful and then he actually realized he didn't know anything, but he just went there to, you know, to trying to, no, I'm going to get that, I'm going to smash the instructor. And I don't know what he was thinking. He was going to take over the gym or something like that, but. Yeah, we, maybe they have a different attitude of you know what they're doing. But become uh, he became my student, yeah. so, you know. So you were a white belt. You start from the beginning. Yeah. So you don't know anything. <laughs> well, there, there, I have many stories like that. I have a really funny one. Like a guy came in. Like I think it was from New Jitsu. I don't know. I had a black gear, and um, he came in and said, "Oh, like that, like with a black with his black belt, 
which is already a very um, unpolite thing to do. If you're black belt in another martial art, yeah. you go visit another martial art, you're not a black belt. Exactly. Right? It's not so, a transferable skill. It's so let's put this out here so you understand. Yeah, black belt. Everything. In any other martial art, you go to another um, another uh, sport, you're not a black belt. You shouldn't wear your black belt. Mm. Uh, and I tell people to take their black belt off. You know what I mean? Black belt in karate, great. But here, today, you're a white belt. Just because you're a good cook doesn't mean you're a black belt. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> same, people same have, idea. But, but this, is already show, <laughs> this already showed the ego of the guy, the, yeah. the lack of uh, you know, like awareness, you know, respect about you know, uh, everything, in my well, opinion. You open your mind for something new. Mm. Yes, yeah. but anyway, this guy comes in and go. Oh, I look at him. He's already like you know pumped up like this. Show the back and go. Yeah. Um, uh, who's the instructor? I said hi. I'm a you know nice friendly. Hi, how are you? Uh, can I train with you? And then, like you learn all to deal with these guys with time, and you know how this is not the first one. Hopefully, it is the last one, but <laughs> who knows? So what I do, you get you always have these kids that are doing really well. And you know that the kid that's doing really well at the gym, he will give this guy a lesson before you even have to go with the guy. <laughs> so you go, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll train with you, but just do that first one with him. Do you know what I mean? So he does the first one with him. The kid, well, of course, the guy, you know, like get um, taps, you know, et cetera, like, you know, get schooled by the kid in, in, in a sport that he, we're doing. And then after you look at him like, you still want to go? And then the guy is like deflated. You know what I mean? Like he goes like, oh, now I'm, which I love. This is one of the things I love about jiu-jitsu. There's no, there's no talking. You know what I mean? Like after you can come after, as yeah. inflated as you want. But man, after a couple of trainings, like you're going to be on your level. There's you know no what I mean? Faking if you're amazing, you're going to be amazing. If you're average, you're going to be average. If you're just the guy that talk and you'll be the, just the guy. It's one of the best equalizers of delusion, man. Yes. You, you, it doesn't matter how delusional or how great you think you are, whatever you believe. Humility really, medicine. It, you're correct. It, it, yeah. it, it doesn't matter what you think or believe. This is what It's reality. Yes. He, is. he used this technique with me when I came here first. You know, saying I was a black belt from Brazil first row. He got me to a good first row with Anto. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, let's, see, let's see you rowing. <laughs> and then Anto smashed me. And then he was like, I'm not going to even train with you anymore. <laughs> no, but for me, yes, for me, for me, like this, I had the opposite stuff. Like I remember being like a blue belt level and training with somebody that's come from Brazil or whatever. I don't know. Like, and in my opinion, they weren't like a competitive black belt. They're a little bit lighter than me and stuff like that. But man, I remember training with them and submitting them multiple times. And then afterwards they're saying, Hey man, you need to do this and teaching me how to do jujitsu. And he comes over to me and says, man, don't listen to anything that guy says. You just submitted him three times, man. You know, should be teaching this guy. No, no man, I think this is insulting, man. Like, yeah. people are so, yeah, this is also insulting. Like, man, you got, you know, how are you going to explain everything? Tell the kid doesn't know nothing if you get submitted. Like, you know, the reality shows, man, that yeah, he knows yeah, something, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but, Fernando, look, um, I've been to the place. It's uh, it's looking magnificent. Um, uh, it, it is actually... Um, was actually a, it's a very famous place there oh, yeah. in Sunshine Coast. <laughs> Not for the actual perfect reasons, you know, but it was a place it was like a disco and bar, right? Yeah, you like, should and, and and there was like a what was the name of the place before? I think the last name because I think there's been lots of places there. I think the last name was Upstairs or something like that. Upstairs. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Um, so it's right on the what, what's the the name of the street as well? Because it's a very nice main street there with lots of cafes, restaurants. It's, it's the main street in Kalano. It's called Bukok Street. Bukok Street. Yeah, number sixty-six. Bukok Street. Yeah. Uh-huh. By the beach, so is it quite easy to find the corner of Calandra? So has no. free car parking all over the place. You know what I mean? It has a building from the government as well. There's free car park. There's yeah, shops around. I think I think the the place uh, that we find found is, is perfect like location. Perfect, perfect location. You know, really great area uh, by the by the ocean, like I was saying before. <laughs> but it's like you said, it's a good place for to be easy find parking. Um, it's amazing the conversion, and it's the main the main street. So have a lot of things around cafes and stores. Mm. So it's a really nice area. It's not just you know like a random in, industrial area that you're just yeah. gonna go to in Jiu-Jitsu. It's a you you can spend it's your day around. You know, and situation. It just shows how the area is actually changing and revamping so much because like where people used to go. To, well, I think if you say that they're gonna still be the same, but where people used to come to. Um, you know, like to party now and get, gonna, drunk, and get, yeah. get smashed, you know what I mean? And now they're going to use to get healthier, you know what yeah. I mean? And have a positive lifestyle. It's so fun, It's funny because uh, I'm, I'm a fitness instructor in the gym mm-hmm. in Calandra, really, really, really close where, where I'm going to be open the gym. And I have some police officers, uh, clients, you know, and then I was talking to them. And then when I said, I hey, know I'm opening a gym, up, you know, upstairs from the pharmacy, man, the guy was like, oh, Thank you so much, oh, man, Thank you so much. I'm gonna spread the words to all my my police officer friends because you're not gonna have a nightclub there anymore. So many <laughs> so fights. Happy. So happy. every Saturday was fights everywhere on the mm. street. So okay, that would be fights. Still having fights, but inside, control, all control, yeah. no yeah. drunk people. Everybody, you know. But like you said, it's nice. It would be nice to. To, just to change mm. the view of the area, you know, a place that people used to get drunk and go like, you know. Boy, that street is perfect now, you know, yoga places, Pilates, and you know what I mean? Like lots of cafes, super nice yeah. and cozy. Man, I think it was in need of Jiu-Jitsu, to be honest with you. And the conversion, the conversion is absolutely amazing because, I mean, the dance floor became Jiu-Jitsu floor. Yeah. The bar <laughs> becomes the reception, Right. Uh, the the toilets. I mean, the toilets is always a dream. The door, the toilet of a nightclub would be a dream toilet for a jiu-jitsu gym. So gents and ladies, etc. Mm. So there, uh, uh, it's super amazing. Like it's really nice. I think we we hit the nail on the location. Yeah. Um, also, as you opening the gym and you're so busy now organizing everything to make it. I, I know it's gonna look amazing. It's gonna look like it's main road. It's gonna be uh, super professional. You already have this great energy, you know, and to bring like jiu-jitsu lifestyle, judo. Um, but you also have like a gaha. You take another gaha uh, academy, which we are we are very. Um, I'm super uh, strict to who I give these, uh, who I give the right to open another gaha. And uh, we now did a. You you were opening the gaha with a whole fintech procedures in place, you know. So you have all your technologies behind you have your online curriculum that you are able to use to teach the students from bjj101.com.au there is an amazing source of uh, classes and also for you for students in general to follow up what the program the gaha has now so we came a long way to become like a much more um a much more uh developed uh jiu-jitsu school that can try to generate a lot more learning 
like uh, tools for our students and for our coaches. So I think you're getting on board on the perfect time as well. And uh, and I think it must be very helpful to have all these assistants right now at this busy time for you, right? Because when are you sure. going to come? When are you going to open? Well, we are aiming to, to be opening that month. So in a month time, we're just going to set up like a, one specific day to have a grand opening and everything but in the Ooh, month yeah. sir. <laughs> nice. no, we're gonna have a bike train by the beach yeah nice uh yeah so i think in the month we're gonna be all the operations is gonna start and you were talking about being busy doing the the setup at the gym man i have a 13 weeks old boy at home mm-hmm. i have a, a a lab puppy as well so i'm i think i'm way more busy at home than i'm doing the renovations mm-hmm. but like you say man to have to get uh, Gaha on my background. Because teaching, being there and teaching the classes, uh, you know, uh, dealing with parents, like just having that social part, that's easy, man. I've been doing that for, for my whole life, you know, training people. But all that background, all the way that you're going to run the gym, uh, one word you said, I think, for me was really important. And that would be a jiu-jitsu school. It's not like a regular gym. Yeah. So it's going to be a jiu-jitsu school. You're going to run as a school and have all the background, all that support, even the, even, uh, the way uh, we're going to run the gym at doing the, all the administration, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's super professional, super easy. I think, I think this is, is, is a way to show your clients that you respect them, you know, making things... Correct. As clear. best you can. Exactly. Right. And make all the memberships, all the, the, the you know, the, the connection with the clients, making something professional. Clean, honest. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's that's really important. And I think, to be really honest, with being possible to do to do everything by myself, right. to deliver a professional, you know, service, doing it all by myself, it could be done. Of course, it could be done. You know, but it's way easier when you already have someone with the knowledge and everything ready to to, to pass to you, to give to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like I said, having my 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 baby open in the gym, if I had to do everything combined. I think that would be impossible at the moment, which all this technology that God has been using, all the program, the BJJ, uh, the techniques online. Mm-hmm. BJJ 101. BJJ yeah. 101. That's going to help a lot because, you know, it's well, uh, about the video. Some, some, some instructors said, oh, don't watch YouTube. Don't watch YouTube. You're going to just learn the, uh, the like wrong things or things mm-hmm. you don't know. With the BJJ 101, you can actually follow the program that you were actually learning. So it's not that you're going way forward of your knowledge, you know. You it's something that you can rely to, to recheck things that you were learning yes. at the gym. Yes, yes. You know, you're not yes. learning anything without instruction. What you watching that is or not, not learning anything that's just like make you oh, I do this just to look because it looks good. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's a cool technique. I think yeah. that I already talked about this before, but I think like the biggest difference in what we're what we've been trying to do is just explain how everything works. You know what I mean? I'm not, this is not the best thing. This is not the bad thing. Like we talked about with the federations of jiu-jitsu versus judo, man. You just need to understand how things work. All right. This is how arm bars work. This is how they, this is how you do them. Here's a heap of different ways to get into them. Here's a heap of different ways to finish them. This is all the information about arm bars and understanding an arm bar. And then you take that information and you got to do something with it. You can't just watch it and think exactly. you're going to get good. You got to, Take that information and then go and apply it in the class and go and teach it in a particular way. And again, like we're trying to help people with coaching, with learning jujitsu for themselves or whatever. So we're also going to start looking at how to explain like, all right, these are the points of things that you need to convey 
in terms of a concept. And these are the things you have to teach people to do in terms of, like I talked about before, there's two aspects of everything. There's like the mental cognitive component and then the physical pr- performing of the thing. And you got to cover both of those areas. You got to convey the information. You got to explain how it works and the details of it. But you also got to get people to do it over and over and over and over again. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's nice to have that because you go at the gym, you you train, you do you do those techniques, and sometimes you go home and like we train jujitsu and yeah. all that. You go you go home you you stay the whole day thinking about that role you had that yeah. technique. You in your mind you're trying to improve, and it's nice to go and and check and and, and watch. Especially people that that you know, mm. yeah. So it's so you keep you keep learning in your mind. You know, you mm. rely to that to, to you know. Sometimes you have ah, but where my arm should go, and then mm. you go watch the video. Okay, you keep thinking that in your mind. So next day you can go and perform the position. It's not like um, how can I say something that you you, you can have just that. Mm. Right, you can yeah, just I'm have that. You can just have the videos. It's you know, a supplement. It's just a helping tool. It's a supplement. Yeah. You know? it's, a, so yeah. it's a tool. That's the word. Connected. It's a tool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a tool. So it's gonna happen. So I think having that uh, to it's it's gonna make my life way easier. Yeah. And people yeah. are learning more. People that are on the BJJ one one, they are having they they putting themselves to think at home. And other times, you know, they study the details. They think, oh, I forgot this detail. They go there. They actually getting better. Sometimes just, keep training. Sometimes it's just like school when I know your professor asks you to read a book before you go to the class. Mm. So you already got in the class with some questions to do, you know, and yeah. then you get that 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 instructor's view, and then you already thinking in your head, all right. So um, I would probably have like difficult to do that position. So now I'm gonna ask. So it's just something extra for you. Mm. I think that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I just want to ask like another question about something completely different, but. Like, I, I was um, curious about this question. Like, I, I kind of noticed differences in my own kind of travel and going and, and seeing people in different, like, countries and things like that. But kind we talked about culture a little bit before, but I think, like, um, the culture of, like, the country or the area or the people has a massive effect on how, like, the actual jiu-jitsu performs. Is that something that you've noticed at all? Ever? Like, from being in the U.S. and noticing how they kind of do jiu-jitsu and being in... New Zealand and watching how they do jiu-jitsu yeah. or being in an Asian country like Japan or whatever and watching how they do jiu-jitsu. Yes, man. That's that's actually it's a, it's a big component, I think, when mm. you're talking about that. If you travel the world, you see that everywhere you go, there will be some difference, you There's know? There's a difference in style of how they approach Exactly. Them. So, let's say, like, Brazil and U.S., you know? We Brazilians, we have that... That thing that makes us good, at, like in foot, like a football, for example, we are really good improvising. Yeah, you know, so improvising, creating ways to, to do, you know. But some people say about the Brazilian way, yeah. and I think you when you compare a, a, a jiu-jitsu from a Brazilian guy, so he, they always have this more this. I don't know how to use... The body moves differently. The, the, the way, Especially the, the way the body moves. You know, the Brazilians, have, they have that swing, that way to move, like dance. more smoother. And then you go to America. They're diff- they they do a lot of wrestling, so they have the wrestling bag, so they're more, more rigid, stiff, stiff, rigid in, you know, in, in the positions. You, you really can see that. Yeah. I think with the Aussies, 
I think with the Aussies, man, to be really honest, like, like we said, when I was coming here, when I was coming to Australia, I thought Australia there was there was no jiu jitsu yeah. here. You know, I got here, I thought, I will be the king there. You know, and you guys, yeah, you go, thank you guys, and you guys thought, no, no, you're nothing. You know, you you know, just someone else. But I think the Aussies they have like to be honest, quite similar to the to Brazilian jiu jitsu. Yeah. But I think if you compare Aussies to Americans, Aussies were way loser, way really, yeah. Easier to connect than Americans. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Surprise, man. I, I, I think. <laughs> man, I, I, I don't know if it's because of me being like an instructor at the gym and stuff, but man, I've always had so much more. Um, like, uh, I don't know what the ad, like the word is. It's just so much more like interest from individuals as like students when I've traveled. Always, like leaving to other areas, and I think it's just because of the novelty of like, oh, there's a new guy here that's good at jujitsu, so they're more interested in stuff like that and there's a bit of excitement um but definitely the rigidness in terms of like just physical tension in their muscles and squeeze is a massive difference in i've noticed in two kind of different scenarios so in brazil like you're saying that the people are more relaxed it's normal for people to tap to lower belts or higher belts it's just everybody training and i think um most of the western countries i've been to you know in the u.s and here and stuff like that um the people care way more about like their social order. You know what I mean? So if I'm an important hierarchy. business hierarchy of their, of their personal life, but also within jujitsu. So if they're an important individual in their, you know, personal life, they really struggle to, you know, lose or to, you know, have these things happening because it's not normal for them. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I need to maintain this frame or this idea. And like, man, you're never going to learn doing, <laughs> doing that idea. And then the second way is to do with the hierarchy of the belts. Like, man, there's, they're like, it's, it's like, are they going to fight to the death not to lose to somebody of a lower belt here <laughs> or, or in the US or whatever? But if you haven't yeah. tapped for a lower belt, you haven't trained enough. Yeah. To be honest, so that's my say. Yeah. Or you're I mean, a white belt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's all about No, but like, I, yeah, it's interesting for me to kind of notice the differences and even like kind of what you're saying. Like, I, the, the other time, like in terms of rigidness, is like you're saying, like guys from different sports. Like I've trained jiu-jitsu with like strong judo guys in Japan and stuff. And man, these guys are just on the top, just uh, don't make much space or do anything. Not a lot happens, but... Um, yeah, there's massive difference in, in the culture and how like jiu-jitsu is performed. You know what I mean? Like also if you talk about more specific, like jiu-jitsu guys from Asian countries, they're so accurate and, and meticulous and whatever, but they can't improvise well. Exactly. You know I mean, they can't, if something goes wrong, man, it's, it's chaos. Oh my God, they don't do well in that. But if they get into the scenario and they get into the positions and do all this stuff, man, it's, I just think it's super interesting. Like, um, like in all, all the stuff we're talking about, like whether it's like the cultural influence of, of Japan and Japanese people in Brazil that created, you know, such a big interest in judo and and um, that like attitude that their parents and stuff are looking for to send people into it to create this type of um, characteristics in their kids and stuff like that. I, do, I just find it really interesting to just look at how people behave and how they look at things and how they do things, especially in but the influences also start changing, right? So, for example, the more influences of other cultures, you know what I mean? So yeah. the more, like what I'm trying to say, like with time, like there is more Brazilians now in America, so yeah. there's people already getting more to know the food and going and hanging with more, with any other cultures as well. We're here, we have like with other Mongolians or, yeah. you know, many, many actually is very multicultural jiu-jitsu. So there's always this 
mixing and fusion of cultures that what it was like five years ago changed in the game as well. Mm. You know, it's always like getting, this is a good thing about being a creative martial arts. Everything is welcome. Everything is yeah. added. It, that, that's, that's a beautiful show. Jiu-Jitsu can actually adapt to any culture yeah. and still be effective. effective Maybe, yeah. Even if there are different, different ways yeah. of view, you, you're still effective and, and it works for everyone. You know? It works for yeah. any body type. You have exactly. a, a game. Jiu-Jitsu can adapt to every, every, every community, yes. every country. You know? that's, that's, that's a beautiful thing about Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah? Mm. But there, there is difference, man. It's, it's funny to observe that. Yeah, I don't know. I find that really interesting to observe, just like through traveling and and even just like the different coaches. I normally prefer coaching. having this conversation with you when we're actually having a meal. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I actually found super interesting as well. But when we're like in Japan having a meal, love this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> just, really good, I like man. I love Japanese food, man. It's so good. Yeah, I, I, I love, love Japan, man. In general, I think Japan is such a cool. Oh man, I've been there. Cool I've been there once, and for me, it was one of the best experiences yeah. of my life. Just so interesting, so rich in culture and history, man. Yeah. So for me, it's just awesome. I think it's the, the respect they have for the their history. It's yeah, it's for teachers, unbelievable. Yeah, that, that's something. Teachers, yeah. But, not, but not even for teachers. Oh, really? They just respect anybody that is like man. Even with MMA and stuff, they clap, man. They're clapping. For yeah, man, never boo. Like, even they, 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 they have re, they have respect for like the competency of someone's thing exactly. if you're if you're good at making moves, man, yeah. well done like if you're good at this they respect um you know people the that effort, are impressive and the effort yeah and the effort and the skill and the time man they are really really respectful towards whatever it is whether it's like we're talking about like someone making cheesecakes and they make the best cheesecakes in the in the province or you know the, this guy's one a jujitsu champ man well done like True. they value um like you know, self-improvement and like people that achieve higher levels of things. Oh, that's important. Like, well done. You know, they, they show great respect and, 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 um, care towards yeah, that, like which M- is interesting. MMA is a great example, man. You, mm-hmm. when we used to have like pride yeah. back in time, mm-hmm. the guy was two guys stepping up to fight. One is going to lose, mm-hmm. but we will never see a Japanese crowd booing someone yeah. because he lost was, was an easy fight. No, they respect the guy that went up there and tried. Mm. which is amazing you know, nowadays we see some guys that train like years of their life 10, 20 years and go to a to a fight and they lose and the people start booing because he lost my god this guy has been working so hard oh, his yeah. entire life to be that True. entertain you guys and now you're booing him uh, it's, I think you know, that's, that's, a, but at the end like yeah. MMA is a show yeah. so it's a it's, it's no, but a, it doesn't it's a matter I think yeah. like that's a that's a really big difference between like western culture and oh, yeah. this situation of this like merit, meritocracy like where you are based on like you mean your merit, the merits of what you're doing and how well you're doing is is something to be respected and and you know and and um celebrated and that's the thing that's different. I think here a lot of in not here but like a lot of Western countries and people that watch too much TV or too much Facebook and Instagram or whatever it is, man, they don't they don't respect or celebrate anything. They don't even respect anything, and that's something that you know we work so hard with the kids here, like. Um, yeah, Gaha and stuff is trying to instill these old kind of traditional values that man everybody wants in their children everybody wants in themselves but it's so easy to just like ah, whatever who cares give him Maccas yeah give him Maccas or like ah, man, I, no, I'm busy right now here's your iPad blah blah, blah whatever and I'm not saying like I oh, mean I don't have kids like, it's hard I, I'm not an expert yeah. In, yeah. in teaching kids and stuff like that but <clears throat> I think as a culture in western like countries 
we've gone away from that meritocracy thing where people are no longer celebrated or respected for their merits or their achievements or the things they do. Now they're kind of like um, celebrated for, you know, people thinking they're interesting or cool because they did a prank on TV and now they become famous or they go on a, a reality TV show and they somehow just get like some interest and fame and out of that. And the look, uh, they think the it's appearance, yeah, by yeah. the look. And I, I think it comes down to what's the, there's been a massive shift in, in certain cultures in the world where it's feelings over reality. And this, I talk about this all the time in the classes and stuff like that. And the problem with that is it's chaotic feelings change and, and oscillate day by day, hour by hour. You can't, you can't operate your life living in that zone. Exactly. It's just completely chaotic. Like, and you know I mean? I know that jujitsu sucks and you're going to feel bad and you're going to do this thing and, you know, to get better, you're going to lose. And that sucks and that's horrible, but that's the reality. Yeah, that's reality. And like getting humbled and thrown, that thrown into your face every day through doing jujitsu, that's what's helped me learn that. You know what I mean? It's not about how I feel. You know what I mean? I can just go to the gym and you know, go and lift weights and get massive and take photos of myself on Instagram. I'm sure that would make me feel good. It's probably not going to lead to anything super positive in my life. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, man, I always talk about this type of stuff. Like, I get kind of yeah, stuck but, on yeah, it. Yeah, but, 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 but you're right, man. But you're right. And jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu is a nice place for you to, to teach people that. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going to get there as a, as a white belt in a gym. You're gonna get smashed for mm. people uh, half of your size. Mm. You know they're gonna smash you, and they're gonna what's going on? What are you gonna do? Cry about it? You will no, get you get nearly every class, yeah. if not every class. So yeah. there's not like something that will happen eventually, smashed, like man. a knockout. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it may be never happening four years you train. You know? Yeah, and you, sometimes that guy that you usually you smash that guy every day. One day that guy will choke you out. Mm-hmm. And cool. what, what are you gonna do? Cry and be sad about it? No, no you get back next day. You keep trying. You see where your mistake was. What you can, what you can do to change. You, you can use jujitsu to relate to real situations in life. I think which is beautiful. But like we were saying before, I think as an instructor, you need to be, you need, you need to be prepared to show your, you know, your your students those, those situations. Because otherwise, you're an instructor that things are happening in your gym and you're not aware. Mm-hmm. You're not helping your, you know, your students. Yeah. You're not yeah, you aware of that. You know, or things will to use I don't know a kid that's that's doing bad in school but it's been uh relay that to jujitsu and make him persevere, you know, and go Yeah man, that we've had so many different situations where we've talked to kids or, or they've come and talked to you and had conversations. With, conversations with adults group too, conversations, man. yeah. Man. You have to you yeah, you're not you're not only a coach man, you're like a educator. Educator, you you're a um What's the word? Psychologist. Yeah, psychologist. Right? So you're a mentor for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, like example. So you're mentoring people through, you know, life and things like that. But man, what what taught you all these things about life? Man, jiu-jitsu. Because jiu-jitsu is a representation of life in a controlled scenario. All, all the winnings and losings and ups and downs and, you know, injuries and overcoming obstacles. And man, this is life. This is what life is, man. And all martial arts teaches you that. The thing is, is like, you have to be present enough to actually recognize it and persevere for 10, 12 years and get a black belt in judo. And that's what most people aren't willing to do because especially in Western countries, man, this whole idea of I'm going to put my feelings and how I feel and what I think above reality and the merit of what's going on, that really hurts people, man. And that's what leaves them so unfulfilled and unhappy at the end of the day. 
Yeah, and all those things like like being a black belt. It's not about being a black belt, wearing a black belt in your eyes. No. It's what what you what have been true. You yeah. know what what, you, what, you've, what you've done to get there. All that journey. And the journey is beautiful. You guys are black belt. You know when you got a black belt, it's of course it's a great feeling that you got. You know you finally got that. But something something's like oh I'm not gonna get promoted anymore. It's not you don't have that thing to chase. It, so because the journey is beautiful. When yeah, but also I think it's beautiful. And I agree. But with the you. journey never stops. When you got your black belt, you still you're alive to learn. It's, it doesn't mean that you know everything. You just gotta keep learning and keep improving. And you have that job now. You got the black belt. Well, now is the time for me to give example. You know what I mean? To try to like give touch on things that I can touch, like to make it people better lives. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. It's super important. And I had a completely different like attitude towards getting belts. Man, I never even cared about the belts. I always just wanted to go and beat people in competition. I don't know. That's so exactly the journey, man. The yeah, journey yeah. is amazing. The, yeah. the belts, the belts will come if you're having fun. Yeah, if you're learning, you're trying to. The belts will come, man. It's just. You know, but you're there. Mm. You had your the bad days, good days. 100%. Like but you're there, man. Yeah. You're there. And then when you see, yeah. after 10 years, you have your black belt and you deserve the black belt and you feel you feel amazing. But it's not the black belt that's going to define who you are. No. no. I think the journey I think if you're going there. for only the belt, man, you're going to be very unsatisfied in life. You know what I mean? Just like go. You just go. Just take some time. Rebels, you can't go in a rebel sport and buy yourself a belt, put it in your waist, and we okay, you're a black belt. Mm. But Rebel what? Sports, by the way, sponsorship. You have a black belt, but what else? Oh, Fernando, thank you very much, no, man. No, it was man. a pleasure pleasure to have you uh, on the Gaha team. Um, My pleasure is mine for you guys taking me on board now, part of the team. No, man, it's always, it's always been um, you know, awesome to have you around, especially you know, with all your knowledge in judo and stand-up stuff, man. I always enjoyed sparring with you, standing up and all this stuff. And you know, man, I'm, I, I wish all the best. You know, with your gym and stuff, and I think anybody good. that goes there as a student is going to be, you know, very um, privileged and, you know. And we'll be going there. <laughs> Anto's going to do seminars there. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of food there. Yeah. Don't worry about it. There's a lot yeah. of restaurants. Yeah. There's nice restaurants. Yeah, exactly. That's the, the <laughs> best the way to talk. Yeah, we're going to have fun. Yeah. I think we're gonna, it's going to be a good place, so I don't know, for, for all the guys to get together at the end of the year. A hundred percent. Make a barbecue at the beach. Oh, Gaha Sunshine Coast, man. It's growing heaps. Yeah, already got family, number. So that's now with Calandra. Together. Yeah. It'll be amazing, man. It'll be amazing. Exactly. Like, end of the year, everyone loves Sunshine Coast. Everyone in prison loves Sunshine Coast. The famous sunny coast. So every time people are on a holiday or go for a weekend, man, you have now, we're going to have two places to go there and visit. So plenty of jiu-jitsu yeah, so, activity. Um, for the people that are watching us, you're going to spend some time in sunny coast, like summertime. Just pop up at the gym and have some good times. I will. Yeah. I will. Doors will be open for everyone. I, mean, I think it's, 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 a, it's a privilege to be a part of like you know such an awesome community of people, man. And yeah, in jujitsu and everything, it's man. It uh, is. Every, it is. It's a it's a big family. It's a highlight of life, life yeah, man. Yeah, in no way. Yeah. Sure. And at the end, man. Well, I think for me, the joining Gaha Gaha team is is because I believe in the work you guys do. You know, it's a great world. Like I said, you guys run. Uh, as a school, I wouldn't be joining you guys if I didn't believe in what you guys are doing, you know. So, yeah, for me, it was, you know, something that would confirm what I want to do, being connected to, to nice people that want to do a great job, not just as a business, but growing jiu-jitsu itself, you know. Because yeah, at the end, we believe jiu-jitsu can make people like, better. Like people ourselves better. better, other people exactly. better. Exactly. Sure. So, it's 
just doing something good for the community, you know, giving spreading back. the love, man, spreading the love. So you give, right, you give, you give, you know, you give, you receive back, man. Exactly. Whatever you give, yeah, so yeah. so be sometimes kind, I, people be kind. To even you, on my yeah. day off, I want to come here. That's the problem. We <laughs> <laughs> love too much, you know. All right, thank, guys. You, well, thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you so much, much, man. Thank I'll you. see you guys in the mats. Yeah, man. Yes. Yeah. All right.